This is the Business Breakfast with Oanda on Jazz FM. Online trading, currency data, money transfers. Let's join Jeff Halley, who's in Singapore. Jeff, let's talk about this Twitter story. First of all, I suspect this is going to be a big one, isn't it? I mean, I would imagine the implications, the legal ones, the financial ones are going to be massive, I would have thought, not just for the company, but for the people involved. We don't know who it is yet, do we? No, they haven't. It was sent to an anonymous website, as these Bitcoin uh, scams often often are. They did manage to get $100,000, apparently, out of people, though, which was... Uh, Quite, uh, quite surprising. We've seen uh, US aftermarket index futures on the S&P, Dow, NASDAQ all move a little bit lower in Asia today. And that, combined with all this geopolitical tension with uh, China, seems to have put a damper on Asian markets, notably in uh, China, which were down about 1.7%. But right across the region, we're seeing uh, stock markets generally lower by about 08 to 1.25%. Very early hours yet, as far as the Twitter story is concerned, but what could the consequence, consequences for Twitter actually be, do you think? Well, depending on whether security breaches uh, occurred, whether it's actually occurred within Twitter and someone has managed to take command of these accounts, or whether the breaches occurred somewhere in the transmission network outside of Twitter, uh, it could be very, very serious, I would imagine, uh, for Twitter. I mean, you don't go and upset Bill Gates, Barack Obama, Joe Biden... Apple, uh, you know, Jeff Bezos, uh, well, Kim Kardashian also. You, I mean, these people have got deep legal pockets. Uh, and I, I just, uh, you know, could, the consequences could be uh, quite, quite serious. I mean, uh, social networks such as Twitter and others such as Facebook, et cetera, et cetera, are often in the news and in the sights of politicians in the US and Europe and other, other countries. And this will just throw fuel on that fire, depending on where this hack it came actually in the value chain of Twitter and mm, uh, mm. and what its consequences are. Let's go back to other factors affecting generally stocks in in Asia and talk about China and Hong Kong and China and the US. Now, all, all that sort of uncertainty, I would imagine, is acting against what we've seen in a few days, particularly as far as China stocks is concerned, because the government in China has actually told its investors to calm down and get back into the market effectively hasn't it or did it, it was doing earlier this week yeah like uh, it was actually more uh, the beginning of uh, last week and they said basically buy stocks and participate in the economic recovery of china now most uh, most flows on chinese stock markets are actually driven by retail investors not institutional investors mm. they we've saw these 12 percent rises the government then told some of their money market investment funds to go out and start strategically selling stocks to send a signal. That's been ongoing all of this week in various sectors, and we've seen the markets come lower. You do tend to get extreme moves in China simply because most of that money is hot retail money. It's not sticky institutional money. So you do do get some quite vigorous uh, price action uh, on the mainland <clears throat> exchanges because of that. But certainly it looks uh, like Asia itself today is – is going to finish in the red. And where does COVID-19 fit into all this? Because again, we've had differing stories, haven't we, from various, and of course, there are, because there's such a wide variation of, uh, of, of um, societies and, and countries as well within what we, from our particular point on the globe, actually, um, you know, push, push together as Asia. It's absolutely massive. But there are certain countries not doing too well. Um, how, how's, how's the shutdown in Singapore at the moment? 
Well, Singapore is mostly starting to reopen. Like uh, yesterday evening, the Prime Minister said that cinemas could reopen. So most of the transmission in Singapore has been in these big uh, workers' dormitories where overseas workers live and keep doing all the jobs that Singaporeans don't do anymore. Uh, so uh, the community transmission has been very low. It very varies. I mean, I mean, when you look at Victoria and Melbourne, uh, they're, they're effectively in isolation again. Japan seeing an increase in cases. Uh, it's stubbornly around in South Korea. But the big worry to me is the United States. We saw some okay data uh, overnight and we have retail sales tonight. But you know, if country, if states, I should say, such as California, stay in extended lockdowns, your Californias, your Texas, your Floridas, that must, by default, impact on jobs and site retail sales and economic activity in uh, the United States, and that will be a problem for the world. That said, I think there is some really sound foundation to the vaccine hopes going on around the world, and and one bright note at the moment. And on that, um, we're still a way away, though, aren't we, from, um, as I understand it, one particular biotech company was saying yesterday that they might have, they might, might be fast-tracked by the, the um, Federal Drugs Agency in the United States. But it's only going to be by Christmas. That's a long way to go, isn't it? And in, in the general run of things, the way that our consumer economies work, that's still um, shutting out a huge amount of retail activity apart from anything else in the run-up to what's normally a celebration for most of the world yes that's correct i guess it's what the market is pricing in markets don't necessarily as we can tell over the last few months price in the economic reality on the ground in the here and now mm. they try to price mm. in where the world will be in the future and uh the scale of the production agreements that have been signed by big pharma to produce vaccines but also the progress of a number of these vaccines and the oxford pfizer uh, astrazeneca one is definitely in the lead here it does imply that we may have a, a workable vaccine of some shape or form by Q4. The key then will be scaling up that production and getting it out there and then who gets it first where we may see the worst in human nature reassert itself. But I'm reasonably up, upbeat that the world may effectively dodge a bullet here. We will have something uh, on, on the market by the end of the year. And finally, you are taking quite an optimistic um, stand, stance about this, aren't you? Uh, and and quite rightly, looking at the markets and saying they are actually above what's going on in, in, in the day to day. But still, they seem to fluctuate, at least they do in, in, in the Western Hemisphere, um, uh, in, in, in terms of, you know, a bit of good news and they're up, a bit of bad news and they're down and so on. It seems to me as though that, that there's still a lot of froth there that doesn't really know which way to go. Yeah, I think it's when you when you when you step out of the noise, and it's important to step out of the noise and understand what the actual structural driver of this huge asset market rally that we've seen, particularly in stock markets since mid March, and that is monetary policy around the world. Central banks around the world have absolutely flooded uh, the the world's financial system with cash, and they have stood there quite publicly and said they will continue to do so to mollify the effects of this pandemic slowdown. This is much like after the global financial crisis where central banks threw money at the, at the global financial system as well, and we saw a huge boost in stocks and property prices, et cetera, et cetera. This is much the same pattern that we're seeing here. That It's not necessarily the world's outlook that is driving the stock market rally. It's because there's an unlimited amount of 0% money flushing around the world's global financial system that needs to find a home. And if you can buy a stock at 
uh, $1,000 a stock that earns you a 2% yield, if you're an institutional fund manager, that's better than having it in the bank at negative rates in Europe or mm. 0% in America, for example. Jeff Halley, CD Market Analyst under Asia Pacific in Singapore. Thank you very much indeed. This is the Business Breakfast with Oanda on Jazz FM. Online trading, currency data, money transfers.